What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 11 of the podcast. My name is Sam Mantini from The Puck Stops here. If you haven't yet checked out my YouTube channel, I highly recommend it. Just Google or YouTube The Puck Stops here. You'll see it. And uh, I put a lot of good content up there. So if you're not subscribed and you just stumbled across this podcast, that's awesome. Go check out my YouTube channel. I don't think you will be disappointed. On this podcast, basically want to talk about everything goaltending when it comes to equipment, when it comes to how to do things, um, as well as talking about my YouTube channel and behind the scenes and ideas that I have for the future and all that good stuff. So if that sounds like it's interesting and you want to continue to follow along, make sure to press that follow, like, or subscribe button, whatever it is on this platform that you are listening to my podcast on. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you and welcome. So on today's episode, I want to discuss communication. I was asked on Instagram, how do you communicate with your team? Is it important? How do you do it? What do you say to them? And there's a lot of things that I say to my team, but mostly the whole point of communicating with your team when you're on and off the ice is to kind of explain and maybe show them things that they might not see or tell them about things that they might not even be aware about. And that's not critiquing each player and saying, oh, you're bad at skating, you're bad at stick handling, why can't you ever pass, why do you hog the puck? That's not what communication is. I mean, yes, there's a time and place to explain to a player when they can improve upon things, but that's never when they're on the ice. It's always later or before. Now, when you're on the ice, you want to keep in mind a couple things. You want to come up with words or, or little short phrases that you could say that your team will understand what you're talking about. Because with communication, everybody has to understand what is being said in order for it to be effective. So what do I mean by that? If you have your defenseman behind your net getting the puck that was just dumped in by the other team, and there are two forwards coming in your zone, one of which is going to put pressure on your defenseman who is going behind the net, you wanna let your defenseman know, hey, man on, you have somebody basically coming who is putting pressure on you, so you have to make a quicker decision. So all I say to my team is man on. And what that means is, hey, you gotta make a faster decision. You don't have as much time as what you would like, so pick your first gut instinct and go with it. Because a lot of the times a player might wanna take that extra time to look up you know, and see what's going on, but if they have pressure, like somebody coming on them, and they might not know it, if they go to look up to make a play, by the time they look up and realize that, oh no, I have somebody behind me, that person behind them, if you're playing in a league where there's hitting, could hit that player. Or if you're playing in a men's league like I do, they might just get pickpocketed. And then the other team now has possession of the puck. Whereas if you just said, hey man on, they would just continue to, they'd get the puck and then continue moving in the direction that is they see as the best opportunity and hopefully get rid of that puck as soon as possible so that they don't lose it. So man on is a very is a term that I use a lot and you may or may not hear it in my videos. Another thing you want to keep in mind is um, another situation where if your defenseman or even your forward is going behind your net to get the puck or they already have the puck and somebody is pressuring them um, to go behind the net. You want to, I like to use the word reverse and what reverse means to me and my team is that if I see that their forward is putting pressure on my teammate, but my teammate is gonna go behind the net and their player is actually gonna cut in front of the net to hopefully cut off my, my teammate when he gets through to the other side, if that makes sense. So if I have my teammate coming to my, going to my right 
and coming in to go behind the net. And their forward, instead of going behind the net with my teammate, decides to cut in front of the net to cut him to cut my teammate off on the left side of me when he gets out from behind the net. I'll say reverse because once I see that their player is going to go to the front of the net, that means that my teammate has time if he were to stop and go back the way that he came because their forward now is cutting in front of the net and will most likely keep going to the other side, which means that my teammate now has time to separate himself by quickly stopping, reversing, going the other way, and then going up the ice on my right or on whatever side they're on. That might sound a little confusing and I'm sorry. I'm just trying to do my best. It's so much easier to like talk about this stuff if I can break it down in a video. So if you do like this this idea and this concept of this podcast, let me know and perhaps I'll do some videos where I break down um, in my games where I communicate you know, with my team even if there's not a shot on net. Maybe I will do a whole video about it. So let me know if you like that idea. Hit the like button or comment or whatever it is on this podcast saying you would love to see a video breaking down how I communicate with my team. But with that being said, I'll, I'll try to continue talking a little bit more. Um, I'll try not to get as technical. So I say, yeah, man on, reverse. And then if they have time, another thing a lot of players don't do enough of, um, especially if you're playing with lower level players who maybe don't have the experience or, or have never played competitively or have the proper training of how to play, for example, defense or even forwards, is a lot of the times you'll notice, and I'm sure a lot of you guys play with defensemen like this, as soon as they get the puck in your zone, without even looking, the first thing they do, and it's like the 99.9% .9 of the times is what they do, is they just fire it up the boards. They don't know what to do, so they just shoot it as hard as they can up around the boards or off the glass to get it out of the zone because they don't understand that they have the time to look up and to actually make the right play, you know, and to look at their team and to be like, oh, so-and-so is open. So what you want to say to your teammate, if you notice that they keep firing the puck up the boards and off the glass, when you know they have time, is like, just tell them, you got time, you got time, you got time. I always try to tell my team, if I know there's nobody on them, there's no reason for them to just give up the puck immediately, I'll tell them, you got time. And this way here, they have, they know that they have enough time to look up to see who's available and to make their best attempt at passing the puck to whoever is open or carrying the puck to the open space where they can actually just take even more time to effectively keep possession of the puck and make a proper play. So I hope that makes sense. So those are basically like the three key phases that I, I use. Reverse, man on, you got time. Other than that, if I see one of their players um, cherry picking at our blue line and my whole team is at the other end of the ice, I can't physically yell loud enough for them to hear me. So what I'll do is I'll bang my stick on the ice and I'll try to let them know like, hey, there's somebody behind you. Typically when a goalie bangs their stick on the ice, that means that there is something happening behind the play that they might not be aware of. So that could be, for example, somebody cherry picking or your team had the power play, they have the puck in the opposite, in the other team's end, and all of a sudden, there's no, like, the player who had the uh, penalty comes out of the penalty box and is now in the neutral zone, basically cherry picking. I want to let my team know with the last five seconds left in that penalty that, hey, somebody's about to come out of the box, just be prepared, they might cherry pick, or they might go to the bench, 
or they might come and join the play. At the end of the day, I want to let them know, hey, something is happening behind you, be prepared. And that's what banging the stick is. So if anybody ever sees goalies banging their sticks on the ice and they didn't know what that meant, that's basically what it means. Hey, something's happening behind you guys. One of the defensemen, turn around, take a look. And if you need to come back, come back. That's all that means. So now another thing I want to quickly touch upon, and I think it's actually the most important thing when it comes to communication is the tone that you're communicating in. Now, a lot of the times goalies, I've seen it, they get kind of angry and it's understandably a lot of goalies, I think most are emotional about the sport. I think by being a goalie, you actually are probably at the top of caring about what is going on. And no, that's not to say that players don't care about the game. What I'm saying is as a goalie, your whole job is to get shot at with a rubber disc, right? You don't do that if you're somewhat crazy and you're the one taking these shots for your team and you can't score. Like you can do as much as you can to stop the other team from scoring, but you, you can't score to win the game. Yes, you might be able to get an empty netter, but chances are you're already winning the game. But my point is like, you gotta love the game a lot in order to put yourself in front of those shots for a team that you're playing for. So my point with that is that if you find that you're easily angered from your teammates not doing what they're supposed to do, well, my advice wouldn't be to yell at them and to try to tell them what to do in a tone that's negative. The reason is, no matter how many goals you're down by, whether it's one, two, ten, by you yelling at your team like, what are you doing, you're an idiot, cover your guy, like, you shouldn't be on the ice, whatever it is that maybe some players have heard or maybe you as a goalie have said, no matter what you say to that player, if it's negative, it's gonna have a negative effect. You're not gonna motivate them to play better. You're not gonna make them all of a sudden be a better player because you just yelled at them and told them that they suck. I don't know about you, but I have never learned from somebody yelling at me to be better. I've never gotten better from being told, you suck, get better. I've gotten better by somebody saying, hey man, like this is why this didn't work. Here's something that might actually help you out. Having that constructive, positive criticism will get you a lot further than being like, man, you suck. Or what are you doing? Or like, geez, like stop, like yelling at somebody in a negative tone. Being a goalie, you are like the rock of the team. You kind of set the tone. You can easily with one save, motivate and re-energize the team to keep going and keep moving forward and hopefully, you know, score a couple goals to get back in the game or to win the game. And that also comes from your communication with your team. You don't want to be the one who is always yelling and telling your team, you guys suck. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna let in a bad goal and what's gonna happen? They're gonna say, well, you suck. And it's just never gonna be a positive atmosphere to, to play in. And at the, end of the game, at the end of the day, guys, it's a game. You're there to have fun. And most of you guys who are watching or listening are probably in a men's league. And if you take men's league seriously, I mean, that's fine. You wanna get better, you wanna improve and all this stuff, but it's men's league. If you're going out there looking for a fight and you don't realize that everybody's just gotta to go to work in the next day, or like, we're just all here to have fun, then you gotta, you gotta really think hard about what you're doing there. And ultimately, 
I get it. Some people are jerks. Some people are going to do things that are just not right. They might slash, they might, you know, hit, they might do all this stuff. But unless you're like really, really injured, you know, I mean, in my mind, I just suck it up, you know, and move on. I've been hit. I've been slashed. I've been all these things. But at the end of the day, I'm like, whatever, I'm not hurt. I'm wearing protective gear. And I don't need to like, get mad about this because I don't want to get off my game. I still want to have a good game and I want to continue to make saves. I don't want to be angry and then fight with somebody. And then now that's in my head and now I can't concentrate on stopping the puck. So that being said, even with like communicating with your team by being negative, you're not having fun. You know, you're just constantly putting the blame on somebody else. At the end of the day, as a goalie, I mean, as much as you might say, well, there's many times you can't stop every puck because your defenseman wasn't covering the right guy. Your forward gave the puck up all this stuff, but I truly believe that a goalie can stop every single shot minus the ones that are deflected by 20 different people. Those do happen. I've seen it where the puck bounces off three people and goes in. There's not much you can do about that. Or the ones where the puck bounces off the glass behind the net, somehow hits the goalie in the back and goes in the net. I've seen a couple of those go in, not many. Those are ones where you can't really do much of. Other than that, regardless if your defenseman gives it up or they don't cover the guy back door or whatever it is, you could still stop the puck. So what do I mean? Well, you can't blame anybody. You can't say, well, my defenseman sucked. That's why these goals are going in. You know, you'll probably see if you do watch my videos and read the comment section. I like to respond to a lot of people, especially when they say your D suck or hey, you should switch teams and all this stuff. I, my typical response, which is very true, is like, well, A, for example, that tournament that I just posted, we weren't in the right division. There's no way my team could compete, so I'm not going to blame them. It's not their fault. We asked to be in two divisions lower, and yet they put us in this division that we had no business being in. So how can I expect my team to actually compete at a level that's going to give me enough help and support in front of the net and all that stuff? That's one thing I want to say is that I understand that I'm in full elite, I'm in full control and there's no reason of blaming the other team. And if I'm angry and frustrated, it's because I'm angry and frustrated with myself because I'm not doing what I know I should be doing and I'm not making the saves I know I can be making. So in my mind, there's no point to being negative because I'm in full control. I always ask myself this question. It's one question that will help you basically be happy and have full control over everything in your life, whether it's being a goalie or whether it's a decision that you have to make or something's happened that's negative to you and you don't know how to react. Ask yourself this one question. Can I do something about it? If the answer is yes, then you don't have to worry because you can do something about it. If you say no, I can't do something about it, well, then you shouldn't worry or stress out about it because you can't do something about it. If you can't control it, don't let that stress you out. I can't control whether or not I'm sitting in traffic. I can't. I can't control that. I can't control whether or not somebody is coming down on me and is going to shoot glove hand, going to shoot blocker hand, going to deke, going to do any of that. I can't control any of that. But what I can control is how I respond to the situation. You can always control how you respond to the situation. So if you're in net and you have a two on O, you can either think, man, my D suck. Now they're going to score. Or you can think, hey, here's a great opportunity to pump up my team by making an awesome save. You know, 
There's two ways of looking at the same situation and there will be two different outcomes based on how you think about it. It's like going to work. You can control whether or not you're happy about it. You can be like, oh, I have to drive in traffic. Oh, I, I have to work eight hours. Oh, I have to spend do overtime. Oh, I'm not spending time with my family. And all these things, you can be negative about it or you can be positive like, oh, you know what? Yes, I got to drive in traffic, but that gives me a perfect opportunity to record a podcast, which I'm doing right now or listen to a podcast and and better yourself or listen to your favorite music and just chill out you can't control the traffic but you can control how you react to the traffic and you can look at the positives rather than the negatives i realized that i wanted to do a podcast for the longest time and it wasn't until i i was like just driving every day in traffic and i'm like i'm listening to podcasts specifically gary vaynerchuk if none of you listen to him i highly recommend it he's very motivated like motivational but he's all about like just putting your like just doing what you want to do and having no regret and no fear about it. And one of the things he talks about is like just produce content. Just keep producing content. And I was always like, well, I don't have the time to make a podcast. And then it hit me. I drive to work every day. And in the morning, I usually have about a 40 minute drive because of traffic. Why not just record a podcast on my way to work rather than listening to podcasts? I'll be productive. And that's the positive spin I put on driving in traffic. So I hope that makes sense guys and I hope you resonate and got value out of that because it's really true that in any situation you're in, you can react differently by just changing your tone on how you react to it. Just be positive because at the end of the day, if you can control it, then great. And if you can't, well then there's no point in re like freaking out about it. So when you're communicating with your team, understand that if they're not at the skill level to play how you would like them to play, then you gotta either accept it or get on a different team. You can't do anything about that player and you definitely probably, <laughs> definitely probably, won't be able just to kick them off the team unless you are the team rep or something like that. But ultimately you are dealt, the team you are dealt and you have the choice. You accept it and keep playing and try your best or you move on and you find a new team. That's it. It's really simple. There's no reason to get mad. Everybody in my comments who say, oh, you need a new team, your team sucks. It's like, yeah, but then I also get a lot of good shots on me that allow me to get better and improve and also provide you guys with awesome content to watch. If I got on a better team and I only got 10 shots a game, how fun is that to watch? You know, like I'd rather keep getting more shots so that I can continue making these videos for you guys and keep having opportunities to get better and to play against better. So hope that makes sense, guys. I hope you guys like the podcast. If there's anything you guys want me to talk about, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram at TPSH underscore goalie or shoot me a comment at on my YouTube videos or whatever. You know, I have Facebook as well, whatever it is. If you guys have a question, send me a message and I will do my best to answer it. Thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you guys later.